Well, everybody, this is Jerry Mintz, and we're really happy to be uh, to have Henry Redhead of Summerhill on our podcast, and we're very excited that Henry will be coming as a keynoter to the United States for the Aero Conference. Now, Henry, I first met him when he was a student at Summerhill, and his mother is the director of the school now, uh, and his grandfather was the founder, A.S. Neal. And I think most people have heard of, of A.S. Neal, and he wrote the book Summerhill, which was a bestseller, and talked about how the school operates, and people may be surprised to know that the school is still operating, and he is now a staff member at the school. Welcome, Henry. Thank you, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Well, so Henry, um, I, there's, so much, there's so much to talk about. Uh, I know that, that when you were at Summerhill, uh, you were interested very much in music. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, as a, as a pupil, my, uh, my interest sort of varied throughout my time there. But in the latter stages, I started to get very much into music, uh, specifically DJing, actually. Um, but I was, I've always loved music. I've always loved, uh, loved dancing, actually. Loved being on the dance floor. And, um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't many many people who could stop me from getting on the dance floor actually in the earlier stages, um, and yeah. So, but then I returned to Summerhill in two thousand and two to start a recording studio um, and to then teach music at Summerhill. So I taught music at Summerhill for twelve years. So, when you were young, did you think that you might eventually come back and teach at Summerhill? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, absolutely not. And, and why, uh, was, why was that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well um, interesting. Yeah, um, I think, I think my, my, my interest, whilst I was a pupil at school, my interest varied quite a bit. I was into nature a lot. I, 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 uh, I was really into biology and I was into nature. And um, I think maybe it was connected to my love of climbing trees. Um, I think I always wanted to be a chimpanzee when I was younger. I wanted to be a chimpanzee when I grew up, and uh, <laughs> that wasn't uh, much of a much of a possibility of that. Uh, that was uh, not, not too likely, huh? Okay. Not too likely. No, not not quite so likely. I'm still trying to live that out, out with my uh, with my tree climbing passion, uh, which, <laughs> which does still go on strongly today. Wow. Uh, but. Um, yeah, no, um, no, I didn't think I would come back to teach, actually. After leaving Summerhill, I spent quite a few years doing other things, actually. Um, I, I worked in a residential home for a while. Um, I worked as, a, as a, um, an apprentice builder for a while as well. Um, and then I sort of found uh, sound engineering as a subject and um, studied sound engineering. And then... Uh, a few few years down the line, I then sort of thought about the idea of starting up a recording studio. Um, and it was whilst that process, I was living down in Brighton at the time, and I was working with a producer, working with with uh, act with, with different acts. Um, and I was actually thinking about starting a recording studio down in Brighton. Um, but when speaking to my father, he was saying, "Well, why don't I?" Why don't I develop the music department at Summerhill and have a recording studio here, and I could teach some uh, teach at Summerhill whilst doing uh, music projects, and uh, so that, that's that's what that's what I did in the end. Well, that, so, so that's what started the evolution back to actually teaching at Summerhill. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. So, so tell tell me a little bit about your time at Summerhill. 
uh, as a student. How did you like being at Summerhill? Um, I, th <laughs> I think it connects very, very strongly back to um, my love of climbing trees. Um, I think basically I spent all my time living in a world of fantasy and climbing trees. I, 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 remember, I remember Zoe saying that when, when I was really little, if you wanted to find Henry, you would never look on the ground. You would always look up <laughs> trees. You could just kind of hear me rustling around up in trees. That was a real, a real uh, passion I had. Um, it's a difficult thing. I mean, I, you know, it was, it was a, a wonderful time. I was living out my childhood. I was living uh, through all of the fantasies that, that go on as being a childhood, all the trials and tribulations, if you will. Um, you know, uh, lots of my strongest and very best uh, friendships and relationships uh, were gained whilst I was, whilst I was there and still today. Um, I, I, from the academic side, I wasn't very academic at all, actually. I, I, I sort of taught myself how to read um, after discovering the Roald Dahl books. I loved Roald Dahl. And so I, as soon as I discovered one of his books, that was it. That, that I, so I learned how to read because I just had to read, read through all of them. Um, and then I, 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 from the academic side, I, I did some GCSEs. I didn't do all that well in them. I was doing them not necessarily for an interest of subject, um, but just because it would, it would be useful for my next steps. And I maybe tell what people what GCSEs are for the American audience. Of course, of course. GCSEs are the, uh, the, the national standard qualification taken by high school, or well, high school, if I say high school students, it's not quite the same in America. Um, we have uh, GCSE level is generally for 16-year-old, 17-year-old, and then they do A-levels, which I think is more equivalent to the, um, to the um, American, American system. Oh, uh, so GCSEs are roughly around 16-year-old. Um, we do a qualification, and then we go on to college, and then from college we then go on to university. Well, you know, this, this just reminds me of one uh, interesting question, and that is I've noticed that Summerhill, of course, Summerhill is uh, based on a philosophy of following the interest of, of the child, uh, of the student, and learner-centered in, in its approach. But when students decide that they want to go to university, they kind of have to follow this GCSE system. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, we are sort of stuck to that a little bit. I mean, um, you know, at Summerhill, we really want to move with the interest of the individual, and we want to support that to the best of our ability. Um, not all, as we know, not all career paths are going to require GCSEs or, or university degrees. Um, and so... Um, Generally, the most important thing is that the, that the child gains interest and self-motivation in, in whatever their, their chosen paths are, I guess. Um, I think what's also really important to mention as well is that um, at Summerhill, we do see that sometimes children will change paths. And we think that that's really important that people realize that <coughs> it's not necessarily that people have to... Um, uh, it's not necessary that people have to stay with the same choice of uh, of of, um, um, of career. Um, that you know, people might change, and we we, we we accept that that's really important at some end as well. Because 
I think that sometimes you'll find that there'll be a pupil that will come to Summerhill at the age of four or five years old and they'll be interested in film um, and they'll stay a filmmaker throughout their whole lives. Um, but then some people will, will, will change interest and will move to different things and, 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 and that's okay as well. I think that that's something that's, that's, um, that's important to accept, I think. Um, and, uh, I mean, with the, with universities and qualifications, I mean, we, that's why we offer GCSEs at Summerhill because if it is that someone wants to become a doctor or a space scientist, or, or whatever else they, they desi the desire on the very academic route, then they, they've got those stepping stones to reach. You know, we want to make sure that a child from Summerhill can get to university if that's what they want to do, if that's and, their choice. And they, they tend to do pretty well when they, when they make that choice, is that right, to, on the GCSEs? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, because they've decided to do it themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that they can do it in much shorter time as well. I mean, we find that we find, I mean, uh, nowadays the pressure of GCSEs is rising. And, um, but still what we find, as long as we're very realistic with children, even though children at Summerhill don't have to go to any lessons at all, um, they have complete uh, freedom whether to go to lessons or not. Um, but they will always take that responsibility. You know, we find that children at Summerhill, when they've had their childhood, they've had their freedom to play, they've had their, their time to be a child, to, to, to own their own childhood, then when it comes to the time to start doing some work for qualifications, they're ready to do that. And they, they, they enter the classroom with, with uh, a lot of motivation and enthusiasm. And it's not always that they like the subject. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that you'll all know is that that the syllabus of a qualification is not always going to be interesting. It's not our jobs to love it all the time or be infused by it all the time. But the important thing is that we realise that that's part of the path we need to take to get to whatever goal it is we need to do. So it's not always going to be um, making sure that we're doing exactly what we want to do. Sometimes we have to do what we don't want to do to reach where we want to be. Well, I think, I think some people might be surprised to hear you say that, but of course that is the reality. And, and I think that, that, that the students at Summerhill get to the point where they absolutely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if, um, if someone wants to become a doctor, there, there might be an element of the sciences that they need to go down, but they might have to do six GCSEs before they can get to the college to then go to that, to keep going to that next step. Well, not all of those subjects are going to be something that you want to do, but if you're passionate about what your goal is, we have a pupil here at the moment who wants to become, um, uh, a vet, uh, wants to study being a, veter a veterinarian. Well, in a situation like that, the, the subjects that they're going to have to go through, there's going to be a lot of them, and they're going to have to work very hard for that. And 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 that's um, that's a really nice thing about that the, about the the, the self choice, you know, because when you find your interest, when you find your passion, then then you're gonna you're gonna go for that. You're gonna reach for it. Well, what what are what are some of the um the, the fields that Summerhill graduates have gone into and what do they mostly tend to go into? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I think 
I think I can safely say, I think I'm proud to safely say that it is about as diverse as all of us look in life. I mean, we're, you know, we've had people who have gone into a very, very high academic um, um, uh, career choices. Um, Lots of people are going to the arts. Um, it is true that people from uh, kids from Summerhill often have a, a high level of creativity, but I also really love the fact that even if they're going into a job um, um, with the sciences or with uh, in, in mathematics or anything like that, they take a, a huge amount of creativity with them into these subjects. Um, and they sometimes go on a very unusual path to get where they're going, right? Yeah, I think it, it varies very much on the individual. You know, I I, I really like that. Um, I'll tell you a quick little story of um, uh, a girl who came to Summerhill at the age of, well, when she came, she was about 11, if I remember correctly. Um, and she was a phenomenal pianist. She would, uh, she, she, at such a high level that we had to get um, a, a, a teacher from, from outside of Summerhill to come in to teach her. And when they came, they had to get someone else because they weren't good enough to teach her. She was wow. at such a such a phenomenal level. Um, and at the age of fourteen, she decided that she just didn't want to play piano anymore. And all of us, all of us, all the all the adults in the school were just going, "Oh my God, I can't believe this! How can she possibly play <laughs> piano? She's the most gifted person we knew." Um, and then she she went down a much more academic route and um, and studied uh, mathematics and and uh, went. Uh, to university, I believe in Canada, actually, to do uh, economics, um, and she then got a very, a very high-paid. She then got a very high-paid job in uh, in Barclays in England and was getting paid um, very high, uh, you know, a, a great salary. And uh, she then gave that up. I guess probably my guess would be at the age of uh, the late twenties, maybe thirties. She then gave that up to become a Thai uh, a Thai boxing. Uh, champion in uh, in Thailand. She now Thailand <laughs> Thai, Thai boxing. Oh my god! Uh, the thing is, I think I think that it, it varies very much on the individual. You know, I think to me that the fact that that Summerhill's focus is on the individual, that the, the, the Summerhill's focus is on uh, for people to find their own path, to people to find themselves. Well, and well, to, one, of, one of one of my favorite stories is of your friend Roly Lamb. Yeah, yeah. And Roly Lamb went through an amazing process, didn't he? He went, I think, originally to to Japan to to a uh, to, to yes, a, a Zen a Zen monastery, and then was putting uh, organizing a donation for a, a philosopher to send to Harvard, and then he wound up being an adjunct adjunct professor of philosophy at Harvard without having had any degree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then, of course, eventually he went to London School of Music, invented a new kind of instrument that I yep. guess it was Yamaha wanted to buy from. And he said, no, thanks. And now what is he doing? Yeah, well, it's Roly, isn't it? The, the, the company Roly that makes keyboards are one of the most innovative uh, keyboard design designing companies around. You know, amazing, really so, amazing. So they go on through some amazing paths. Have there been many problem students at Summerhill, and, and how does Summerhill deal with them? Problem students, I mean, um, I guess in the nature of Summerhill, we get a lot of people who send their children to Summerhill who have found the state system very difficult or have had very difficult home lives. Um 
uh, generally the what we find is the, the first of all the most important thing is that they come quite young um I'm not too sure whether you knew this, but at, at Summerhill at the moment, we only accept children under the age of 11 years old. We don't take children over that age. And the main reason why is because we like children to develop in, their, in the natural, through their natural processes. Um, and this can take time. And uh, depending on the background, uh, depending on, on the previous school system or, or the home, home life, and the situation they've had in the past is how, how long that process and how, how hard that process can be. Um, so but generally, the, the, the freedom of Summerhill is the best, you know, um, well, sorry, I say the freedom. The freedom of Summerhill is fundamentally what's most important, but the freedom without license is what's most important. The, the reality that children can be themselves and can do what they want to, but they can't infringe on other people. And, that and of course, that was the title of, of, of one of your grandfather's books, right? Yes, Freedom Without License. Well, Freedom Without License, when I, whenever, I, um, whenever I talk about Summerhill, uh, Freedom Without License is actually the fundamental idea that Summerhill is based on uh, completely. All right, well, let, let, I think, you know, I think we're going to kind of stop there because uh, the fact is that you are going to be coming to uh, the the United States. This is your first trip. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it. Exactly. Yeah, my first time. I've been wanting to come to Aero for a while. I've only heard rumors, Jerry, about Aero, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all good rumors as well. You know? <laughs> so, you, so, you, so the Aero conference is going to be the 28th of uh, June to the 1st of July, and. Um, uh, Henry is going to be uh, a keynoter. He's going to be um, available through the conference to talk to people about Summerhill and whatever they would like to know about it. And uh, so uh, I think we're just really looking forward to having you come here. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming. It's going to be really great, really great. Looking forward to it. And yeah, I'm going to be really, really enthusiastic to talk to people, um, to answer questions. I think I'm going to do a, a separate sort of Q&A session after my keynote as well. Another opportunity for people to ask more questions and to talk about more subjects to do with Summerhill. The, the subject of Summerhill is a very big subject, so I understand uh, uh, and after your keynote, I think we're, you're going to be a respondent with me of uh, Sir Ken Robinson, who's going to be doing uh, a keynote here, too. So that should be really exciting. Okay, well, thanks, Henry Redhead from Summerhill for joining us. I, uh, we're really looking forward to your coming to the Aero Conference, and um, we'll see everybody there. If you're uh, interested, you can go to educationrevolution.org or aeroconference.org, and you can uh, sign up. <laughs> All right, take care, Henry. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.